I want to welcome everyone to today's lecture. My name is Dorian Lewis, and I will be your moderator for this lecture. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the, of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school, not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as the result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield class was started, was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The pre president is Dr. Edward Ewell. And the vice president is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit as they are contained in the original Hebrew texts. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted with Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted with God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted with Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew, Greek, nor Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true name of our Heavenly Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super 
excuse me, super incorporeal being having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. Therefore, the simple yet intelligent question we should all ask ourselves is what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach about the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of the most holy place, the holy place, and the court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our primary aims and constitutional objectives are as follows. First is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third is to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained that there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10th is to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we will have a prayer given by Dr. Lionel Vamanjou from our Ontario class. I'm sorry, Lionel, I just drew a blank from our Ontario Canada class. And then we will have a scripture reading, 1 John, the fifth chapter read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Good evening, everybody. 
It's a pleasure to be here. Let's yeah. bow our hearts and minds. It's uh, dear Heavenly Father Yahweh, may you open up our hearts and minds to the awesome Messiah and teach us and edify us and help us continue to be strong ambassadors and warriors of the gospel of the awesome Messiah in these very challenging times and that we may, uh, through your power and your strength to do your will, to lift up those that aren't able to be here and to keep in mind those that would like to be here and to make sure that the gospel is uh, preached unto them with all of our energy that you give us. And it's through much humility that we're able to learn and know anything about your purpose, pattern, and plan. And so grateful that we have any opportunity to get together to learn. Let us all say hallelujah. 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 I'd like to say good evening to the class. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate. That's 1 John, the fifth chapter. Whosoever believeth that Yahshua is the Messiah is born of Yahweh. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of Yahweh, when we love Yahweh and keep his commandments. For this is the love of Yahweh, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of Yahweh overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? but he that believeth that Yahshua is the son of Yahweh. This is he that came by water and blood, even Yahshua the Messiah, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of Yahweh is greater. For this is the witness of Yahweh, which he hath testified of his son. He that believeth on the son of Yahweh hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not Yahweh hath made him a liar because he believed not the record that Yahweh gave of his son. And this is the record that Yahweh have given to us eternal life, and this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life, and he that hath not the son of Yahweh hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of Yahweh, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of Yahweh. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. 
all unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whatsoever is born of Yahweh sinneth not, but he that is begotten of Yahweh keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of Yahweh, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the son of Yahweh is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his son, Yahshua, the Messiah. This is the true Elohim and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, Dr. Von Manjou and Dr. Lewis for the prayer and scripture. All right. Today we will be call, calling on uh, last participants. And so it is an honor and a pleasure for our, our first speaker to call on Dr. Pedro Dominguez. Good evening, class. Good evening. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be able to speak on Yahweh and give any testimony to his greatness and his, his excellence. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me very well. I'm, try, I'm trying to stay close to the microphone, but- uh, We can hear you fine. It's a pleasure to go on Zoom too, because, uh, well, I mean, you know, even if it's good to go to in-class meetings as well, but I appreciate the fact that all the people are doing to bring this Zoom together so that uh, we can have a medium to which we can worship or you know, to pray or to uh, study Yahweh, to, to love you. They that know Yahweh worship him in spirit and in truth, that's John 4 and 24. I mean, no, that's John, Yahweh is spirit, Yahweh. Could I get John 4, 24? That's John 4 and 23, I will start at. <clears throat> Excuse me. John 4 and 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Yahweh is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Thank you. Uh, we believe we 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 study the pattern that is given to Moses on the mount in a vision. Uh, it's a tabernacle. Elohim, Elohim is a tabernacle. We call him. We call that pattern Elohim, because he transformed himself into a tabernacle pattern when he showed him the vision. But uh, we know we know him as Elohim. He is the pattern, as as it states on the top of the the chart there. Elohim, the archetype, original pattern of the universe. Uh, uh, he has nine attributes set within himself. Uh, he, he brought himself out of out of pure spirit, pure spirit form, pure spirit, state of spirit, uh, and, and he uh, suffered a death when he brought himself out of that spirit spirit state state to uh, become Elohim, <clears throat> and then he, after he became Elohim, he. He later walked on the earth plane as Joshua the Messiah, who we call Jesus Christ in the, in the world uh, as flesh and blood. So we have three states of existence for Yahweh, pure spirit state, and in visions and revelations, 
and in the physical state. But he has nine attributes that if you look in that cloud, there's 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 um a list of uh attributes that we the nine principal main main their main attributes. Right. Um, intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, love, beauty, justice, power, strength, and foundation. Those are his attributes, and they they come together to form Elohim in a set 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 in a prescri prescribed way. Uh, uh, I don't know if you have the forty plate chart. Yes, sir. Could I get that plate where he's Elohim and he's got the attributes out? Yeah, plate number two is that number two or number yeah. three? Yeah, number. Oh, yeah, yeah. That plate number three. That's what I mean when I say Elohim. He, he, he's got his attributes set in him in a prescribed way. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you can only see him in visions and and understand him in revelations in that state of being because uh, um, He uh, uh, he he wants us to know him by his name, but not particular. Elohim is a title, so so we're we're actually calling him the Almighty, but Yahweh is his true name, is his real name, universal name. It's the same wherever you go, whatever world, whatever country you go to, whatever world you land on, it'll always be Yahweh. It hasn't changed. He gave that name to Moses in the burning bush when uh, he asked Moses to deliver his Israelites out of Egypt uh, as, as a mission for for uh, Moses. Uh, and then uh, his son's name, hold it, hold it a second. I didn't, I didn't hear the His son, the son or the uh, savior's name is Yahshua the Messiah, uh, and he and it and it says in John or Matthew, I'm not sure what verse it is. I come in my Father's name; you receive me not. Let another come in his own name; him you will receive. So he comes in his Father's name, which is the masculine portion of of Yahweh's name, which is Yah, and then we have the the uh, Hebrew. Uh, uh, translation of uh, deliverer or, or uh, salvation uh, known, as, known as Shua in Hebrew, but we transliterated it to, to, to Shua. It, that's another word we should look up if we can get ever get a chance to transliterate. Yahshua is, is the savior's name. So he, he bears the masculine portion of his father's name, Yahweh, and uh, Yahweh is both masculine and feminine within himself. Uh, the tetragrammaton YHWH has the, the A inserted into Yah with YH to, to form the Yah, the masculine portion, and the E from Eve is inserted into Way from and to WH to form the feminine portion of his name, Yahweh. He, 
he is uh, both masculine and feminine within himself. He can he can he can create offspring and he created the he created the the creation. We are his children. Uh, you have that in Act somewhere where it says uh, we are his his offspring. Isn't that Act Six, Laura? I'll get it if you tell me what it is. Uh, Acts, it's in Acts 17. In oh. Yahweh, we live, move, and have our being. Acts 17, you can start at Thank you. 26 Thank you. and read down to probably 28. All right, that's Acts 17 and 26. And hath made of, made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek Yahweh if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of Yahweh, we ought not to think that the supernal nature is likened to gold or silver or stone graven by art in man's device. And the times of this ignorance Elohim winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he has a okay. That's good. That's good. I was gonna can I get back to the I mean, could you transfer me to the uh show me the um the chart with Adam and Eve? Okay. This one? Yeah. I'm gonna go through a few of these um correlations just to give an idea of what blood water spirit is from the tabernacle that's the pattern blood water spirit that's the pattern we go by the pattern blood mm -hmm. water spirit death burial resurrection because mm -hmm. in the pattern they have the altar of sacrifice the altar of um sin offering where where they offered up a, a sacrifice to tone to tone for the sins of israel israel's sins they had to kill something that's done. they killed they, they burned it on the altar but they before they burned it they had to wash it in the labor the the labor of of washing i forgot what it's it's called something special labor um brazen labor yeah brazen labor uh it's washed the sacrifice is washed of the blood when it dies and the brazen labor and they burn it on the altar and then the that's the blood the water and the spirit is the anointing of the priest with the cup of holy anointing oil uh when he goes in through the door the first veil to officiate in the holy place and in the most holy place once a year uh that that's the blood water spirit and the also is, could be known as death burial resurrection but I'm going to go through that. That sets the that sets the principles for uh, these other chart plates on, on the chart. Uh, 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 we I was going to go through um, blood, water, spirit, and forty of Moses at Mount Sinai, and he sprinkles blood on the people. That's the blood. And Moses tells Israel to clean up at the mountain. That's the water and spirit. Yahweh speaks to Israel and gives them a covenant. 
and Moses sees a vision on top Mount Sinai. That's the spirit. Mm -hmm. 40 would be the 40 days Moses was on top of the mountain. Mm. Now those all have particular um, scriptures. I don't know if we want to get them. I'm going to continue with the other two or three. Hold it. I'm, I got some more. Blood, water spirit, 40 of Moses when he comes down from the mountain and 3,000 are slain. Water when Moses makes them to drink the golden calf in the water. And spirit, Moses makes atonement for their sins. Uh, and 40, Moses was at the bottom of the mountain 40 days. Another one, a correlation is blood, water, spirit, 40. Uh, Moses takes blood to dedicate the tabernacle. Moses sets the labor full of water. And Moses anoints the vessels with oil. Oil is a symbol of spirit. So that's spirit, blood, water, spirit. And 40, it took nine months or 40 weeks to build the tabernacle. That also has scriptures I may get to later uh, before I'm, I'm just going to continue to go through some of these important uh, correlations. Uh, blood, water, spirit, 40 again is Israel tries to kill the spies spent, spent to Canaan's land. Water. The spies travel to the brook of Eshkol. Spirit, the spies bring back a true report and the fruit of the land, which are figurative of the fruits of the spirit. And 40, it takes them 40 days to spy out the land. Another correlation is Moses dies and is buried. That's blood. Israel crosses over the river Jordan. That's water. And spirit. Yahshua has a spirit of wisdom and now leads Israel. Uh, 40, it takes 40 years to conquer Canaan's land. Uh, got another correlation. Blood, water, spirit, 40. The children of Israel go out to war. They are in the area that was blood. Water, they are in the area of Mesopotamia, which is water. Spirit, the spirit of Yahweh was upon Othniel, their leader. 40, the land had rest for 40 years. So now I guess I'll get down to 10 and then I'll, I'll show you the scriptures that I'm, that I'm talking about. Uh, blood, water, spirit, 40. The children of Israel fight the kings of Canaan's land. That's blood. Water, the children of Israel fight by the water of Megiddo. That's water. Spirit, the stars in heaven fight against Sisera. And 40, the enemies of Israel perish and the land has rest. Now I'm going to go back to where I, I started and I'm going to show you that Exodus 24, 6 and 8, Moses sprinkles blood on the people. Could I get Mo Exodus 24, 6 and 8? Yeah, it's Exodus 24, 6. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, all that Yahweh has said, will, will we do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled, sprinkled it on the people and said, 
Behold, the blood of the covenant, which Yahweh hath made with you concerning all these words. Okay. Now could I get for the water, Exodus 19 and 14. All right. So Exodus. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lord. Exodus 19 and 14. Yeah. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes. Okay, and, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and for spirit, where Yahweh speaks to Israel and gives them a covenant and Moses sees a vision on top of Mount Sinai, it's Exodus 24 and 10. That's right, Exodus 24 and 10. And they saw the Elohim of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire fall, and as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw Elohim and did eat and drink. Okay, that's good. And um, 40, 40 for 40, Moses on top of the mountain, 40 days. That's Exodus 24 and 18. All right, 24 and 18. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, that's good. Well, I'm going to yield the floor. I just thought I'd go over those correlations with you and I appreciate you giving me a chance to speak. And I, like I said, this Zoom has really helped, uh, been helpful to be able to gather together. I know it's not about gathering. That's not the mission, but... Uh, preach and teach the gospel that's the real thing and uh, but where else can you go to preach and teach you know you don't have that out in the world not today in this, this day and age and uh to share to share with your fellow brethren that's another i mean you know that it, maybe that's not exactly all the reason why we gather but uh i know that i, I do i have a love for my brother and they do say that you should love your brother that mm. with that i yield the floor hallelujah Hallelujah. Excellent. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Dominguez. Enjoyed that very much. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Clarissa Pickens. Okay. I figured she may be at work. Uh, and for our next speaker, thank you, Dr. Pickens. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on, where did she go? Oh, she must have dropped off. Okay. All right. Then for our next speaker, it's a pleasure to call on from our Oceanside, California branch, Dr. Andrea Volpe. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. All right. I'm very, very glad to be back here with you guys. Um, I had my work schedule change and now I should have Tuesdays off. So I'll be able to pop in on you. I want you guys to know I missed you for all the time that I wasn't able to attend. I don't have a whole lot on my mind today. Um, just the craziness of the world, everything with COVID is still crazy. Lockdowns are crazy in certain states. People are crazy on airplanes. Like the world is crazy, right? Right. But what is not crazy is Yahshua. That's right. And we are so blessed to know of him and to love him and that he loves us. Also, we are so blessed to have each other. 
And I just really want to encourage everybody to keep the faith. These times are trying for everybody, but Yashua loves you. And that is not nothing. That is the most important thing that you could ever have. Yashua loves you so much. He wants to save your soul. And you cannot say that about a lot of these other religions in the world. They just don't put the emphasis on, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just going to explain it my way. The fact that we need to be saved. Times are trying. The world is trying. The world will just beat you down. None of us probably foresaw this COVID mess coming. Um, Satan is always trying to tear the brethren apart. He's always trying to get us to argue with one another or just lose sight of the simplicity of the love of Yahshua. And that's what I've really just been focusing on is that Yahshua loves us and how important our brethren are. And with that, I'm probably going to take my seat, but I just want you guys to know I'm so glad to be here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Volpe. I'm glad you're here. Um, I enjoyed that testimony. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on. The names keep bouncing around on me. I don't know where it is. Uh, I guess you dropped off too. All right, then our next speaker, it's a pleasure to call on the vice president of the Southfield class, Dr. Ronald Atkins. I'd like to say good evening to the class. Good evening. And um, man, I tell you, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. I am so, uh, you know, when I think about the class now, you know, you can't do nothing but help. You you think about what's going on socially uh, in the world today, and you know, it's it seems to be pretty rough on uh, lots of people. And uh, the class is really. The class and Yahshua, Yahweh, I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful thing that, you know, we know we got the truth. You know, it, it, it's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. We'll let the world just go crazy and we can just enjoy class and, and, and uh, the gospel. And, uh, and I, I just want to mention some of the basic things that are, that are going on with the class. Uh, it's a school. This is a school. It's not a church. Mm. I think uh, for a few years now, I've had a friend that uh, I tell him, well, you know, it's class this evening. And he says, uh, uh, well, well, you, you got church today, right? And I know a lot of folks get get. Uh, get IDMR mixed up with a church, but this is a school that is not a church. And we do, we do use the true revealed name of our heavenly father, which is Yahweh. And I enjoyed the previous speakers, um, you know, just to hear uh, the testimonies of, of people uh, in, in the country and, I know we had a few visitors that were, that were even from around the world. I mean, it was just great to hear people from all walks of life uh, give a testimony uh, to, uh, to Yahshua the Messiah. And 
somebody get me uh, John 17 and more. That's John 17 and one. These words spake Yahshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true El, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou hast sent. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. Man, you know, we are learning so much in these classes. I, you know, I know sometimes, uh, from time to time, even I kind of take uh, for granted some of the uh, mysteries that have been unfolded. And, and uh, you know, when you log on, you, you, you come to class and you find out that, <laughs> man, you can find out exactly what eternal life is. There's so many things that, that, that we've learned in, these, in, in, in the class that, uh, that is just second to none. Mm -hmm. Romans 1, 19 and 20. That's Romans 1 and 19. Because that, <clears throat> excuse me, which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse. So, so thank, thank you, Dr. Lewis. I mean, you know, when you can, you know, previously, I, I have mentioned that I used to get the, the, the spiritual mixed up with the physical, the physical mis mixed up with the spiritual, but by me continually listening, learning, logging on the Zoom, and the classes that are being held uh, in the in-class events now, I mean, all of these things, uh, I mean, you are gonna learn something if you attend these classes. I mean, we've, we've learned here that it takes the natural to understand the spiritual. Uh, somebody get me uh, John uh, 4 and 24. All right, that's John 4 and 24. <clears throat> Yahweh is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, see, and, and then, then when you find out that Yahweh, Elohim, that when you find out basically that, that God is spirit, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's just great. Uh, it's just great to know that we got to worship him in spirit and in truth. And, you know, I'm just excited to, to say that we know we got something here. Mm -hmm. we, we, we know that we've got the truth. I just, I just left uh, a, uh, a uh, nursing home. And, you know, you know, I'm talking about 
as far as taking uh, so many things for granted. I mean, the, the person that I'm seeing in, in the nursing home, I mean, it takes maybe a half an hour for this guy just to get up out of his wheelchair. And then he needs assistance to e even go to the restroom. And, and then after, after he relieves himself, and then it takes another 30 minutes to get him in the wheelchair and back to his bed. Mm. How blessed are we? Right. Are we? Man, we, we, we are totally blessed. I know, I know when Dr. Walker spoke, he spoke and he mentioned that he saw some kids uh, in a dumpster. Kids. Now, you know, I mean, I, you know, we, the wonderful thing about class is we, we, we have a personal relationship with our Elohim. We, we know that he is real. We breathe his name. And you know, you know, when you talk to people about Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua, well, y'all make y'all make such a big deal out of those names. It's important. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you know, when when you look up how many, if if you you know, we got Google now, you can just say, how many times is name or names mentioned in the Bible? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a school, it's not a church. I think it's close to 400 times or more. Am I right, Dr. Lewis? Oh, that's almost 6,000. Okay, what's well, 6,000? Look, look, and, and look, look how low <laughs> my, my calculation was. So, so it's important. And then, and then, and then now, here I am, I got a regular physical job, a regular physical job. I've worked, and it's time for me to get paid. And they put Dorian Lewis's name on my check. I'll take it. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I mean, so 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 these things, you know, uh, these things are it's important when you talk about the name. And I know uh, when when I spoke previously uh, about me uh, uh, graduating from uh, Grambling in 1977, I take my daughter down. And I saw one of the football players. Hey, man, how you doing? He looked at me. He didn't say, how you doing? He said, what is your name? See, I told, oh, yeah. When you meet somebody, is that the second thing you ask them or the first thing? The first thing you want to know is, what's your name? And so, and so they, you know, I hear people always talk about, you know, y'all talk about those names. Well, I, well, I tell you what, and, and guess what? We will continue to talk about the great Yahweh, the great Yahweh Elohim. And the previous speaker talked about Yahshua. Yahweh is salvation. We talk about Yahweh and, and he mentioned those nine divine attributes. And, and, and see, and you know, these things, these things are important. Uh, you know, and then sometimes the people say, well, you know, we need to, all this biblical, this, that, and the other. Well, you know, to get, to get, uh, to get a, a feel as to, uh, 
how it went on back there, the Bible is basically the only reference we have. And, and when we say that Dr. Henry C. Kenley had a vision in 1931, but he went about to, to show proof that he had a vision and a divine revelation. Now down through all of the ages and dispensations, that's how the creator Yahweh, that's how he's dealt with man. You had to see him in a vision or, or you had to see him in a vision for and see in his, in his pure spirit state, you couldn't comprehend him. No way. He's inscrutable. And we, we, we read that, 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 that he's spirit. What, what is spirit? Spirit is the source substance and limits and bounds of everything. Right. And, and the thing about it, Hey, the thing about it is, everything comes from spirit I, I had issues with that early on but that's where we came from we came from spirit well what's spirit yahweh the source substance limits and bounds of everything then he broke himself down the previous speaker talked about him breaking himself down you can only see yahweh elohim in visions and in revelations he broke himself down so we could understand, so we could see him and understand. And then, then he was made flesh. Now, now Elohim, that is the archetype or original pattern of the universe. Everything goes by this pattern. Everything. I don't care. Everything goes by the pattern. And and it was it, it was pretty cool how. Uh, Dr. Hamilton put the U.S. of A. put the pattern on there, and the brazen labor, and Vail, Colorado. I mean, man, come on, man, you can't make this stuff up. All right. You, you, you can't make it up. Now, you, it's to, it takes the natural things to understand the spiritual things. When you look in your hand, just look at it. I mean, you, you see wise and and everything all over the place. Trees make wise. Arteries and veins make wise. Everything goes by this pattern. And, and you know, when men build buildings, they got a pattern. When women sew uh, dresses, women and men, uh, they have a pattern. They, you build a house, you got a pattern. You know, uh, when you watch basketball on TV, the, 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 the players, they get around the coach and he's drawing the X's and O's with, with football, I mean, with basketball. And then football, you know, you always got this little thing going. I golfed the other day. We played the front nine and then the back nine. You got nine positions in baseball. I mean, Everything you got the 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 three shot in basketball now it, that changed the NBA. They're looking for guys that can shoot that three. Mm. And then then you got uh, the tabernacle, the tabernacle. Get that in Exodus from me, where he showed Moses that in the mount, and he told him to build it just as he showed it to him. That's Exodus twenty five. <clears throat> excuse me, and eight. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, according to all that I show thee. 
after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. And, and uh, see, 40, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 40th verse, and look that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. See, see, so, and the, now you're reading out of the Bible, aren't you? Right. Yeah. See, I mean, you know, uh, Yahweh, God is spirit. That's in the Bible. That pattern, the tabernacle, that's in the Bible. And for you, ain't nobody making nothing up. And then, you know, I first heard the name Yahweh uttered over four decades ago. Mm. And I knew, I knew it was something to this. And, and not only that, I was a young man then. I'm a little older now. But folks act like, I mean, man, this is the real deal, Holyfield, Jack. This is the real deal. Uh, I mean, I've been able to uh, graduate college, meet a wonderful girl, have a family, have a job, retire. I'm 65 years old now. You, thankfully, I, I am so appreciative of this gospel right here. Ain't going nowhere. I'll be right here. Mm -hmm. I miss miss some years in the middle, but 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 I tell you what, this is the real deal. The people under the sound of my voice, hey, hey, it's it's getting late, it's getting late, and can can you read uh, dispensations dispensations? Uh, well, first of all, bring the uh, dispensations, ages, and dispensations up on the screen. And see, see with this, with the ages and dispensation, see, we're living in a, yeah, we got physical bodies on, but this is a spiritual age. And, and, you know, you got, you got ages and we're learning in this age and we will be learning in ages to come. We talk about the gospel. We talk about his death, burial, his resurrection. Yahshua paid the God, paid the cost to be the boss. He paid the cost to be the boss. I mean, this, this whole thing, it's about, the, the previous speaker mentioned that it is within Yahweh that we live, move, and have our being. And, and, and what I'm saying is, you know, it's nowhere else to go. No, no Jay, no Jesus, mm -hmm. no Jehovah, all of that, all of that crap. The, the foolishness and 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 come on with the, the the pope and all this stuff now you know you know ain't nothing to that mm -hmm. ain't, ain't nothing to that and then how we learn in this class how he the colonel ordinances and how he nailed those to the cross mm -hmm. he nailed, nailed those to the cross this this is a, this is a school it's not a church I'm thankful to be here. I mentioned uh, in class the other day that uh, this is certainly the age of grace, but, and, and, and I also wanted to put this on here. When we're, when Yahshua allows us to get a building, 
I want to be the guy to cut the grass. I, that's my job. Don't, don't nobody mess with that job. I, that's what I want to do. I haven't done nothing, but I want to cut that grass and trim that, trim those bushes. That's, I want that to be my job. I'm, I'm putting that out there right now. But I am thankful to be here. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful for the teeny weeny things. I told y'all, I just left the, 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 uh, the nursing home. I mean, we, we were able to buy a, a new refrigerator. When that refrigerator got up in here, come on, baby, let's say a prayer. Let's thank Yahshua for that refrigerator. All right. We, we, so, so not only that, Yahweh is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Bought a new washer and dryer too. So when they came up in here, let's thank him for that. All, all of these things that, you know, driving, golfing, playing, sewing, all of those things, we, we, we need to be thankful for because it's a lot of people not doing them. Right. A lot of people not doing them. My neighbor, now this is my next door neighbor. This is not the guy that's in the nursing home. I'm sitting on my couch one night. Call me. Bang. Ron, you at home? Yeah. He goes, man. I fell and I can't get up. Now, 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 this ain't no old man. This, this guy, 37, 38. So, so what I'm saying is all of these little things that we, that we take for granted, man, we got to be thankful for every little thing that happens. I know right. that. Yahshua has blessed me and my family. We, we are so thankful. You are, we are in the right place. And it's my prayer, it's my prayer every day that I don't miss not even one more class because I miss some time in the middle there. I need to, I need to make up for all of those times. I need to, I, every testimony, anytime anybody got something to say, about Yahweh, Elohim, or Yahshua. I need to be, I need to be hearing. It, Dr. Lewis, can you get the, the faith, that the chapter that talks about faith, how Abraham did that by faith, how Moses and uh, they, they did all of this stuff by faith. What, what chapter is that? It's Hebrews 11 and one. Go ahead. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Read. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of Yahweh. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Mm -hmm. By faith, Abel offered unto Yahweh a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, mm -hmm. by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Yahweh testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Mm -hmm. By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found because Yahweh had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased Yahweh. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to Yahweh must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? It's by faith. It's by faith. And man, I, I am just saying, you know, we, we, uh, 
we, we've learned a lot in this class. I am so thankful to be a part of this class. And man, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And if you got anything out of what I said, please give all praises to Yahshua, the Messiah. Thank you so much. And I just want to say hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Atkins. Enjoyed that very much. And for our uh, next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Anitra Morgan. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, I had to figure it out. I would like to say good evening to the class. Good evening. And um, it is most definitely an honor and a pleasure to give praises to our Heavenly Father, Yahweh. Um, I only thing I really have on my heart and mind, I was um, rambling through some things and I found this recorder. And it really, um, it was some recordings from um, times that we had spent in Chicago. And to go back and listen to those and all these different things that Yasha was bringing back uh, to me, the things that I forgot that I had that you set to the side um, because other things come along. And these recordings brought back so many different memories, the songs, the uh, preaching of the gospel, things that we don't do anymore because of this pandemic. And I was so grateful to be able to run across these things and to be able to just sit and listen. And, um, you know, it's just, I'm just grateful that he's, bringing all the, and I ran across some books that I forgot I had, pamphlets and um, all that kind of stuff. I'm just so grateful that he is bringing these things um, out that I forgot that I had that I can go through and listen to and constantly, um, just constantly hear the gospel because it's just something that I need in my life right now. And I know that we all do. And it's, I'm just so grateful for these things and the uh, recordings of Dr. Kenley. And it's just so amazing that he, Yashua knew this time was coming. Wow. And all this stuff that he has given us to listen to, to keep us stable in this gospel is such a blessing is such a blessing and I am so grateful for everything that he has done for me and that he's continued to, to do for each and every one of us. Like I said, I don't have a, a lot on my heart and mind. I'm just really in a grateful state at this point. And with that, I say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Mormon. Enjoyed that. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Rhonda Walker. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. I really didn't expect to get called on this evening. Um, 
but it is definitely a pleasure and an honor to be able to say anything, anything. I'm so grateful for Yahshua calling my name and allowing me to know his. You know, that's one of the biggest things I've ever said since the day I got into class. I've been horrible with names, I, very terrible. You know, that's why I've always made up nicknames for people because I, you know, it's, it's hard to remember names. But one name I never forget is Yahweh. I never forget Elohim. I never forget Yahshua. This is such a blessing. This gospel, Yahweh's mercy and his grace, not only sustains me, but sustains all of us this whole entire universe and I'm appreciative to be able to understand something about him and his purpose and his pattern and his plan you know I look out my window every morning you know I sit at my desk because I work from home and I look at this tree outside my house every single morning as the sun rises because I'm early bird so I look at that And that's the beauty of Yahweh because he does not let you forget. And um, if you can get that scripture, um, but the comforter, he never lets you forget. He shows you, like even when you think you're forgetting, he shows you and reminds you, I am right here. I'm right here to show you my grace, my mercy, my understanding. When the world doesn't understand you, because, you know, just like how Stephen was stoned, just for preaching the gospel, just for preaching the gospel, they stoned Stephen. Why? Because this gospel and this teaching right here is so powerful that it, 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 it makes the whole world, it makes the universe tremble. You know, I've been in a very reflective state lately, and I, I, I just, and that's the beauty of that scripture, and, and go ahead and read that real quick. That's John 14 and 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring I'm all right there. He'll teach you all things. So just like if you're a mother, you know, or father, we teach our offsprings, do we not? We teach them, no, don't touch that, that's hot. No, don't do that, you know, that's bad. Do this, this is good. We, we give them all the good that is in us. Our parents did it for us. We do it for our children. Our parents' parents did it for them. Their parents. It, it, it is much that is in our grasp. We do this because of the love of our offsprings. Because that's a part of you. And this is what Yahweh has been showing me. How I and we are a part of him. But back to what I was saying with the names, the, the beautiful part about that is what Yahweh gave me is the ability to remember his name and 
not only remember his name, but to respect his name and have value. We cannot bring it to norm at all. We can't do that. His name is our very breath of life. It is the thing that sustains us. When we breathe in, I remember coming into class for the first time. And to this day, I still don't remember who was on the floor. It, well, I don't remember the vessel that was on the floor. But I remember that. And I remember I almost fell out of my chair when I heard that. And you have to respect that because those names are important. When I'm in, like, for example, when I'm on my job, you know, I have to ask people, you know, well, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? You know, and I always ask them their name, ask them to pronounce their name because our names are important. You know, I would say, you know, it, 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 let somebody call you out of your name. You know, my name is Rhonda. If somebody continuously call me Rhoda, you know, after I've told them my name 50 times, you know, at some point it's going to be like, come on now. I done told you my name multiple times. When are you going to pay attention to what I just said to you? So that there's power in that name. There's life in that name. And what is life? Um, give me that scripture, life eternal, please. And um, and then um grab um Exodus 3 for me, and you can drop right down to where Moses was asking. Because this is this is very important. And as of lately, I've been really reflecting on the importance of name, of 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 what is of value. John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee. The that only they might what? They might think thee? That they might know thee. They might speculate thee. That they might know thee. Not come up with a nickname, right? Right. They might know. There's a difference between knowing, thinking, and having your opinion. Knowing is a fact. That is the, a fact. The fact of the matter is his name is Yahweh. Just like mm -hmm. the Tetragrammaton. You know? those four letters and yet if you can just kind of just scroll over those the tetragrammaton right at the top there and i was looking at that and it's so funny because you can look at these things a thousand times over and then all of a sudden it, it is just kind of set in a little bit like wow yahweh the infinite question i was asked that question when i was around 16 years old like why is the word why so important now, you can ask the question, why, to infinity. And you know what that showed me at this point is that that is a direct reflection of Yahweh. We can ask why, 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 why. No matter what question is asked, you can ask why. But at the end of the day, 
when you flip that around, you get Yahweh. It's a reflection. Why can't you see yourself? You can't see yourself because it's not about you. It's about Yahweh. Sorry for the background noise. Dogs and grandbabies. But you can ask that question a million times over. But at the end of the day, when you flip that around, it's still Yahweh. We are simply a reflection of him. We are his offsprings because man was made in his likeness and in, in, in his image. I could have easily been here and, you know, trying to, you know, give a testimony about, you know, personal stuff. Not No, this ain't church. This class. We are here to learn. And we, I'm here to learn about the gospel of Yahshua, about the gospel, about Yahweh, to learn something of my heavenly father. Period. That's what we are for, to learn of him, to know. And actually, can you read that scripture just one more time for me? That's John 17 and 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true Elohim, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou hast sent. And there's so many people out here that have their own concepts, their own beliefs. They really think, you know, like, oh yeah, it's this, it's that. Like you, you, you think it's, you think it's Jesus, but you not even looking at the simple truths of things. Like there was not even like the previous people. People couldn't even say the letter J. Couldn't even pronounce the letter. Couldn't even say the j sound. But you can breathe. That's powerful to me. That's powerful to me. And the fact that he is all three things and how these things work by pattern like you know number one just on the chart that is showing right now number one pure spirit manifested himself you know in dreams and visions to moses and 70 other elders and everything and then came down in a physical form as joshua the messiah hung on a cross to save us and we ignorantly walk around here as if we are somebody and we are nobody we ain't nobody who am i who are you we're nobody all we are are sons of yahweh and those that he has chosen and has called by name. He called us by name. Because, you know, when I was introduced to this gospel, my brother called me by name. Yahweh called me by name through my brother. 
and said, hey, Rhonda, come to class. Hey, Rhonda, come to class. Hey, Rhonda, you should come to class. Hey, Rhonda, you should come to class. And it's so funny because it's a beautiful thing when they say, Be, stand still and see the salvation. I didn't even come to class until my brother stopped asking me to come. The first time my brother did not ask me to come to class was the time that I had already, that Yahweh had already put on my heart and my mind to come to class. And I was shocked that he didn't ask that day. But you, that showed me that Yahweh had already come into my heart and in my life. He made himself known to me. Stand still. Everything in this world, everything that we see, everything that we do, everything that happens operates by his pattern, not our own. Not our own. You know, I think about that, you know, um, they call it the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses and forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That was the last prayer I had with my grandmother. I have the video and I have the recording of it. And it's not some genuflex show. It's real. This is life. And once again, John 6, uh, John um, 17, that, that, that is life eternal to know. And I know now. I know. I literally know. <sighs> I do. There's something I do, you know, that helps me. And this is just me personally, you know, because one thing I do recognize is the breath of life and how precious it is. Each day we wake up, we have another opportunity to learn and know something about our Heavenly Father, if we so choose. And he puts it on our heart to choose him. And every day we wake up and choose him, that's another step. No, nobody's perfect. There was only one perfect fleshly person that walked this earth, and that was Yahshua Messiah. And the only reason he was perfect is because he was Yahweh himself. Nobody is. His name, his pattern, his purpose is important. That pattern is important. Blood, water, spirit. Death, burial, resurrection. Somebody asked me, like, you know, I was talking to, you know, a stranger, and they was like, well, do you, do, do, do y'all teach the same thing they do in church? Do y'all read from the Bible? I say, absolutely. Not just, not just the King James. You pick a Bible. Pick one. Because his word stands 
all the way through all of it. You can pick up any Bible. You can pick up a, a Quran. You can, you can even pick up one of the Jehovah Witness, Witnesses Bibles. Any of that. And with the grace of that Holy Spirit, with the with the grace of Yahshua the Messiah in you, you can see, just like he showed Dr. Kenley. Dr. Kenley said, you know, he, he, a bibliomaniac knew the Bible, could quote the scripture before and after. Bibliomaniac. But when Yahweh knocked him down, he passed out on the bottom floor, but he had to be elevated. But he said when when that occurred and when that happened to him, the whole thing read differently. The whole thing read differently. That floored me. Words that are so simple, two-letter words, three-letter words that are so simple that, you know, and, and, I, and I'm just going to say personally, it, it, you know, that I have saw, you know, and never even taken account to. H-O-W. How? How the Messiah died for you? How he did this? We watch the movie, we, you know, we read the story and everything, we watch it all, but how did the Messiah do that? He told his disciples, I must go and do this. <clears throat> Am I correct when I'm saying this? And if I'm, if I'm incorrect on anything, please, somebody interject and correct me. They say, how the Messiah died, buried, and resurrected, right? Right. How he did it. Now, um, real quick, let me get the um and yeah, um yeah, keep that chart up. Um, can somebody give me the definition of how? A three-letter word. See, you know, nowadays, you know, everybody they, they harp on a four-letter word. No, a three-letter word. How? That's how. Um. Merriam-Webster's online dictionary. In what manner or way? For what reason? Why? For what reason? Mm -hmm. With what meaning? To what effect? How did it affect you when you found out why or how? By what name or title? Why? Beautiful. To what degree now. or extent? Mm -hmm. In what state or condition? At mm. what price? At what? Oh, that's a nice one. That's pretty, right? At what price? Now, um, do we do we have that green chart yeah. available? At what price? That one. Go down to where? Yep, that price tag. How much is the value of this physical? A dollar ninety-eight cent. Your whole body is worth less than two dollars. It's a whole song. These last two dollars. I'm not gonna. Yeah, you are gonna lose those last two dollars. Yes, you are. Because this flesh, this physical, this carnal means nothing. It means nothing. 
how cute you are, how pretty you are, how good you smell, how nice you dress. You got a nice house, you know, you got a nice car. No. What was that? I see it. What does that really mean? It means absolutely nothing. Those, this right here, um, is it a way, um, and I know I only got five minutes, but can you pull up, is that butterfly on this particular chart here? Can you magnify that? Now look at that. Now, starts from an egg, right? Little bitty egg, goes to a larva. Turns into a caterpillar. I'm a bugophobic. I'm a bugophobic. So I hate bugs. And, you know, anything that's squirmy and squiggly and it, it, it crawly and creepy, it, it, it freaks me out. But what I've been learning is that there's a beauty in even that. That caterpillar goes into that chrysalis. But when it comes out of that chrysalis, what does it turn into? that beautiful butterfly. You know? Beautiful. We marvel at it. Lay in the grass, you know, arms spread out, looking up, looking at the butterflies, fly around, smiling and everything. You know, I, I used to do that when I was a kid. But it's so beautiful how Yahweh shows us stuff. And that's the beauty of hindsight, too. Because he shows us stuff long before he gives us the understanding. But one of the beautiful things that he does is give us an understanding of him, his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan. Mm -hmm. What he can do for us, how he can change anything. That egg that's at the bottom of that, turned into that butterfly that butterfly didn't like that egg and then the process the larva the caterpillar and the chrysalis that is the process to even get to the butterfly to even get to the butterfly but that's Yahweh that's his beauty my sister shared a picture the other night and I'll be done you know, of Jupiter and, and, and stuff. And it was a beautiful picture. Beautiful, uh, what, Jupiter and Saturn, and you know, and how bright these stars are and how they were positioned in the sky and everything. That is Yahweh showing us him. See, it ain't about me. It ain't about you. It ain't about your car. It ain't about your house. It ain't about how much money you got, how pretty you are, how handsome you are, what, how much your clothes cost, how, you know, oh, I'm this, I'm that. No, you ain't nobody. The only thing that is something is Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua. And I'm thankful to even, if I don't know nothing else, if I don't know nothing else, I know his name. And I'm so thankful for that. And with those words, I, I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Walker. I enjoyed that. And for our next speaker, uh, Andrea, did you have a hand raised or was that by mistake? 
Mistake. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I guess I'll be the next speaker very briefly. I think we'll have time for one more. Seems like uh, all the speakers were touching on what we call the unity of the spirit or Yahweh's supernal nature. Um, I had recently looked up supernal because in the, in the book, is in the Bible, it's commonly referred to as the Godhead. So if we look up supernal, again, I guess I should have had it already up. This is the word that Dr. Kinley used to describe this after he had his vision. We're talking about the state of existence of Yahweh, his nature. And so he called it the supernal nature of Yahweh. And so a quick definition that I've got from Marion Webster's is being or coming from on high, heavenly, ethereal, superlative to, I can't even say that word, superlatively good, <laughs> located or belonging in the sky. So Yahweh's supernal nature, which is commonly called the Godhead, uh, as Yahweh revealed to Dr. Kinley in this vision, is Yahweh is a unity. There aren't three persons in the quote-unquote Godhead, as, as is commonly taught in the uh, religious world. There isn't God the Father, separate one person, God the Son, another person, God the Holy Spirit, another person, but they're all God. You understand? And as Dr. Kinley said in one of those lectures, if, if, if it's God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, would you kindly tell me who the Lord is? <laughs> you know? So, uh, uh, but this is Yah and Yahweh had to reveal this through his vision. Now, we all, I think everyone on here knows Romans 1, 19, 20, which uh, says that uh, we paraphrase it in this way. It takes the natural things to understand the spiritual things. In other words, matter of fact, read it. Just read it, please, Lord, real quick. I know these are things we all heard, but as uh, one of the speakers said, the things that we are privy to learning in this school. And there's another thing uh, Dr. Atkins said. He talked about it. we should be thankful for the things that we learned in this school. And we absolutely should. And he also said that we know this is the truth. Whenever I hear that statement, I think like, well, how do we know it? <laughs> you understand? And that's our job is to prove what Yahweh revealed to Dr. Kinley through this vision and talk about those things as Dr. Walker just said. We're not here to talk about ourselves and things like that. So uh, read Romans 1, 19, 20. Romans 1 and 19. Because that which made me known of Yahweh is manifest in them. Right. <clears throat> now, he's talking about the children of Israel. See, I, I was just listening to Romans uh, on the audio Bible. He's talking about the children of Israel. That which may be known of Yahweh was manifested in them. Go ahead. For Yahweh have showed it unto them. Uh-huh. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world. For the invisible things of God, or Yahweh, more properly Yahweh, from the creation of the world, from the very beginning, go ahead. Are clearly seen. Right. Being understood by the things that are made. Right. Even his eternal power and supernal nature, so mm -hmm. that they are without excuse. The invisible things of Yahweh from the beginning are clearly seen, even his supernal power, I'm excuse me, uh, 
his uh, eternal power and supernal nature or Godhead so that we are without excuse. So Yahweh revealed to Henry Clifford Kinley in this vision that Yahweh is a unity. There is one spirit. <clears throat> and there's a scripture for that. In fact, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but it's not just about understanding it. It's not a Trinity. You understand? We have to understand the nature of Yahweh. As one of the speakers said, when we want to know a person's name, when we first meet a person, you learn about their character. See, that's what we're trying to learn about Yahweh, his nature, his character, not just, oh, I can prove to you it's not a Trinity. And it's telling us something about Yahweh. And we're here, as uh, Dr. Walker just had the scripture read, to learn of Yahweh, life eternal is to know. All right. So Yahweh is pure spirit, as we state in the moderation. You understand? Yahweh is pure spirit. What is spirit? Spirit is the ultimate source, the infinite and immaculate substance, the limits and the bounds of everything, everything. You see, so when Dr. Kelly is explaining what he saw, <clears throat> excuse me, what he saw in this vision, he says that Yahweh, there was nothing else for him to create out of, nor the substance. Pure spirit is the substance. Literally, everything that exists is made from pure spirit. And so I was listening to a lecture today. And I don't know the SoundCloud number, but it's Dropbox 22. And he was talking about reincarnation, this concept of reincarnation. He's particularly talking about it in relation to the nation of Islam and how they say that the Elijah Muhammad that we all saw in the Malcolm X movie was supposedly a reincarnation of the original Elijah who wrote the Quran, who was supposedly a reincarnation of the prophet Elijah and all this. And he was showing how reincarnation don't work. And what he said was, or how it's a false concept. And what he said was, now Yahweh, there ain't nothing that exists in this universe that Yahweh is not in. Why? Because he literally, the stuff that it's made up of is pure spirit. That's the substance. So it's all Yahweh. And that's how he can say things like, Yahweh is all in all, and that's all. <laughs> you understand? There's nothing else that exists but Yahweh, because all of it is made from pure spirit. And so Yahweh put that, put an example of that. This is a Romans 1, 19, 20, we just read. To put an example of that right within you and I. You understand? He said that he created the man in his likeness and his image. As the previous speaker said, it ain't about the physical. We always looking at the physical. Was it a white man, a black man? Yeah. He the way that our bodies work, as we talk about in uh, I don't know if it's in moderation, but our anatomy and physiology literally go according to this pattern. And Yahweh Elohim is the pattern himself. So when we uh, reproduce as humans, we don't go to the store and have to get a pound of flesh. We don't have to go buy some nice baby blue eyes and 10 little fingers and tongue. We don't, that, everything that makes up that child is literally of the parent's substance, nothing outside of them. They don't have to eat a certain thing to, to be able to, you understand? It's all contained within them. And that, what that child is, is a product of the, is literally your substance to show you that that's how Yahweh created the universe. Everything that exists is his substance. It is made up of pure spirit. So Yahweh in this pure spirit state, you understand? And we use the word pure spirit 
you see, to show you that it is infinite, it is immaculate, undefiled. Do you understand? That's his high and lofty state. You hear us use, the, use that phrase from time to time. Yahweh in this pure spirit state, you understand, knowing that he's going to create creatures without the ability to detect, comprehend, analyze, scrutinize him in this state, he takes on a shape and a form. Now, Dr. Um, Pedro Dominguez said in the beginning, he said that when Yahweh took on this shape and form, I'm pointing right here to this Elohistic body or what we call the super incorporeal form of right here. Dr. Kinley called him like a ghost man. You understand? He said that in the lecture I was listening to, too. He said, I have seen apparitions. He said, people don't, I know most people don't, don't understand that. But what he's talking about was Yahweh Elohim in this shape and form. He ain't talking about Casper. You understand the friendly ghost. He's talking about Yahweh Elohim in this shape and form. You understand? But he said, when Yahweh took on this shape and form, he moved. So we're pointing here to represent pure spirit. Yahweh in his pure spirit state is represented by this cloud that's set on top of Mount uh, Mount Sinai and also above this tabernacle, you understand? But Yahweh is not a cloud, but that's to represent him as in it has no definable shape or form. There's no, you can't look at a cloud and say, well, that's definitely, you know, whatever. All right, it has no set shape and form. Then he, he takes on this shape and form, a definable and set shape and form, as Dr. Dominguez talked about, those attributes taking on a set shape and form in the spiritual embodiment as Yahweh Elohim. Now, it's the same Yahweh who was in pure spirit, unknowable, undefinable, able to manifest himself or take on a shape and form that is definable, that is understandable and comprehensible to a human mind. You understand? And that's what it talks about in Exodus. We had it read, Exodus, the 24th chapter, where it says, Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of, elders of Israel saw the God of Israel. They saw Yahweh, the creator, who was invisible in pure spirit. He became visible in this super incorporeal body. He seen only in visions and revelations. You understand? In other words, he was not a physical man, a giant man standing on top of the mountain. This was a vision that they saw. You understand? And so Yahweh in this shape and form, creates the entire universe you understand and he creates it out of the only substance there there is his pure spirit you understand now this is still yahweh in this shape and form well, I, the way i like to explain it is just yahweh uh, performing different things or doing having different roles in each of his states of existence pure spirit super incorporeal form and then he later manifested in the flesh as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there's other ways you can look at that too. Yahweh in pure spirit, it always breaks down to three. Yahweh in pure spirit, then he manifests into the visible and invisible parts of the creation. That makes you three, you understand? Because there is, and when I say invisible, I'm not talking about, once again, Casper or some type of ghost or spirits running around. We're talking about there are invisible things that are just as real as you and I, and we know they exist. Atoms are invisible to us, you understand? Microbes are invisible to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why we are, we are right now, the whole world is panicking over something that they cannot see, that's invisible. Air that we need to breathe is invisible. 
So Yahweh manifested into the visible and invisible counterparts of the universe, pure spirit manifesting into those two uh, parts. The same thing, pure spirit, Yahweh is unknowable to us in this state, incomprehensible and inscrutable. In that state, he is always that to us. Always. Okay, when you come to class and learn all this, Yahweh in the pure spirit state is incomprehensible and inscrutable to us. And he manifests, manifest means to be made, make to make known. He manifests it's the invisible spirit with two manifestations as superincorporeal and as the flesh and blood of the Holy Spirit manifested in this body. You understand? Or uh, pure spirit. Uh, then, uh, which is invisible, manifesting into the two parts of the universe, the visible and invisible parts of the universe. All right. All the, even though they're invisible, we still know that they exist and we can prove that they exist. For instance, air, microbes, blah, blah, blah. Right. All right. So then that brings the question, because that's what Dr. Kennedy was talking about in this, in this uh, tape 22 on Dropbox. He was talking about uh, reincarnation, like I said. And he, and he explained it, that there's nothing in the universe that Yahweh isn't in. And so then that leads some people without an understanding, or we just start to come up with our own thing. That leads us to say, well, that means that everything and everybody has the Holy Spirit, right? And that concept has been going around in and out of these schools for a long time. You know, you got uh, outside the school, if you listen to some of these um, um, Black righteousness people, you know, a black man is God, you know, you get godly, you come from a godly lineage, all this kind of foolishness, you understand? And I'm looking at some of the things I know black folks doing, I'm like, ain't nothing godly about it, but okay, you know what I'm saying? That's me personally, but whatever. But uh, so what is the Holy Spirit? Now, let me get this charts. Now we have this chart here called the two mysteries chart. Now we're still talking about the supernal nature of Yahweh, all right? But Yahweh, has a purpose first and foremost. And he manifests this purpose in righteousness. And he also has an unrighteous side of it, manifesting his purpose. You see here, you have the word vision in the middle. And then you have arrows pointing. This vision for some will be a revelation leading unto righteousness. This vision for others can be a delusion leading unto iniquity. You understand? But the Holy Spirit is Yahweh's purpose or Yahweh manifesting in righteousness to and in his sons you understand so that's why everybody don't have the holy spirit now everybody has the spirit of yahweh in them that's how they exist i think i always think of yahweh or pure spirit as it is um what's the word i think it might be one of the attributes on wisdom intelligence knowledge love beauty justice foundation power power and strength I was thinking energy. I know there's a word that explains it somewhere in the textbook. But anyway, he's like, I think of Yahweh like the battery that powers everything, pure spirit, everything that exists. These atoms, even your inanimate objects, your chair that you're sitting in now, it has atoms in it that are moving. You understand? And they contain energy. You understand? That energy is pure spirit. You understand? That substance that they're made of is pure spirit. Everything has that. But the spirit of Yahweh uh, manifesting in righteousness, which is the Holy Spirit, that is not in everybody. You understand? That is in, is in his sons, uh, uh, those who, um, uh, give me the scripture. 
we just read it. What was that scripture? I'm drawing a blank. It'll come back to me. But anyway, so the Holy Spirit is Yahweh's Yahweh manifesting in righteousness as far as his purpose is concerned to and through his sons. You understand? And so I hope that that made some kind of sense. <laughs> I'm out of gas. I can't remember that scripture I had. So uh, uh, I will yield the floor. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on. Let's see. I will call the dean, Dr. Marvin Lewis. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to be in attendance of these lectures that are inspired by the Holy Spirit and given us as a gift of Yahweh through his son, Yahshua the Messiah. And uh, I enjoyed the previous speakers and uh, I like the way that they are sticking to what this these lectures are all about and that's to bring someone into a conscious realization of the ever presence of yahweh in these trying times that we are in and it's good to know that we are not alone as we go up in our existence state of existence as we're elevated to a new consciousness and an awareness of yahweh which leads us to great joy and pleasure as we improve and increase our understanding. But also Yahweh is with us when we are down in the dumps and we just think nothing's going right and there's just no hope. We've come to learn and know and understand that Yahweh manifests these different ups and downs for his glory so that we may come to understand and appreciate Yahweh and his purpose and that he's established in our hearts and our mind and our everyday consciousness that we need a savior. And if we thought we didn't need a savior, well, we certainly wouldn't be sitting here listening to these lectures and wouldn't be discussing the deep esoteric mysteries of the universe, which we didn't even know existed. See, we thought the mysteries of the universe was how well I was going to do, what I was going to accomplish, how well I was going to be known, or how big a flop I was going to be. That was the mysteries of the universe. Then we come to know and understand that the true mysteries of the universe is to find, know, and understand Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. And many of us never really had an inkling as to whether or not a creator really even existed. Some of us played the game. See, and that game is why well, I go to church every Sunday, just in case there might be a creator or just in case there might be someone that could help me. And many of us went to church say, well, maybe the least give me some good luck because I'm trying to do well. But then we come to realize that not only do we have a creator, but we have a magnificent creator and he has a purpose and he has a plan. And we being his creatures are literally his offspring. See, we're included in that plan. 
Now, Yahweh, as you see on this chart, and the previous speaker went in there and was doing a really good job, and all the previous speakers did a good job. And uh, I can tell just from listening to them that people have been studying. And really, in reality, there is nothing else to do. I mean, when you get right down to the brass tacks, especially now with the way the world is now, where nobody wants, nobody wants to tell the truth, nobody cares about the truth, and nobody wants to have anything to do with how things really are and actually exist. This cancer, uh, cancel culture thing going around. See, now, it's basically, it's all about lies. The more you lie nowadays, the further you get ahead. And it really, it's always been like that. But see, some of us people were too, we didn't realize that that's how you, what you had to do in order to be successful. And now that we've come to this teaching and understand something about our creators, we understand that being successful in the flush is not really worth it if you have to lie and contend uh, with the devil in order to be so-called successful or to gain physical wealth. But anyhow, back to my point. On this chart, the previous speaker was talking about how Yahweh is pure spirit. Now, in reality, that is all that really exists, is pure essence of spirit. See, the physical manifestation, the physical creation, including ourselves, our physical bodies, is just another form of pure spirit. And the reason we have physical bodies is because Yahweh himself manifested in a physical body because he desired to create a creation. Now, nobody was back there with Yahweh when he desired to have a creation in order to say, to take notes and while they're looking at Yahweh manifesting his purpose. See, nobody was sitting there jotting down and saying, oh, well, he did this, he did that. Oh, okay, okay. That's why it was necessary that in order for Yahweh to allow mankind to come into a conscious realization of his ever presence, is Yahweh just had to take those men and women and individuals and had to elevate them to a state of existence that they had never known before or were not even conscious of it being available, not even totally aware of it. So that's what Yahweh done to all those prophets. See, that Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu elevated them up, see, and caused them to come to realize and understand that there was something far greater and way superior to their little meager existence, even though they thought they were rulers of the world. See, so Yahweh had to put you in that state of mind. Now, that's what has to happen to us. And that's what has happened to many of us and will happen to many of us. Yahweh willing before this creature goes out. You are going to have to be elevated to a state beyond your imagination, beyond your conscious awareness of this physical that's around you. And now the only way that can happen is Yahweh has to give you some of his spirit before you can recognize his spirit. So that's why we have these lectures on a continuous basis. 
See, it's not because we're trying to be something in the world. It's because we're trying to get out of the world. That's why we have these lectures and why we've gone back to trying to hold physical lectures. Because there are people still in this world, as messed up as it is, that still desire to know the truth. And they don't know what they're looking for, just like we didn't know what we were looking for. Most of us in this class, we weren't walking around talking about, well, I want to find my destiny in life and knowing the creator as he really is and actually exists. That never crossed my mind. And then when I was introduced to this teaching, it never crossed my mind that that's what this was. I thought it was something to do because people invited me and I just didn't want to act like I was ungrateful or unconcerned about doing something that's right. And so I slogged on down to class and sat there. And I remember going the first time I went to class and came out of there, I said, I didn't have a clue to what they were talking about. Nothing I thought stuck with me. But that's the state of existence we are normally in. Now, a lot of us were seeking something because they knew there was something more powerful and greater than themselves. Many of us had that consciousness. I didn't. I thought I was the catch me out. So in order for us to come into a knowledge and the understanding of Yahweh Elohim, what has to happen is Yahweh has to just come down and get you from where you're at. See, we can't find Yahweh. See, that's another misconception that we had out in the world. See, we go to a big assembly of a bunch of people, the so-called church and minister would stand up in a flowing robe, see? and hold his hands out and say, come on, come on to God, come on to God. Well, where is he at? How am I going to get there? And walking down to a, a baptismal pool is not getting you to God. But we didn't know any better because we couldn't, we didn't understand. One of the reasons we didn't know any better was because we didn't realize that Yahweh is spirit. And not only did we not realize that Yahweh is spirit, we didn't even know what spirit was. So how can you know something is something when you don't know what something is? So you, you, you just, uh, you're lost. So you just stagger around and you bump your head and you don't do anything. And you worry and you sweat, am I going to heaven? And you worry about dying because you don't know where you're going and what's going to happen after you take off this flesh. And we don't realize that that's taking off this fuss or the rendering of the flesh is really just the beginning of what your destiny is. It's not the end. See, we have had it all backwards. See, and oftentimes, all the time, we hear about people giving testimonies and witness to the fact that, uh, that died and came back to life or died on the operating tables or went in accidents and just like, uh, some of the brethren in this class see what happens that they go through this light tunnel. And now that would make it appear, see, if you didn't know any better, you would be confused and think that when people describe that, because every so many people in so many walks of life, Christians, they've described it like that, that they, this glorious light, warm light, and they went to that. 
So it makes it appear that like everybody that dies is going to go to heaven. That doesn't it? That's what I used to think. But then Yahweh had to show me that what that really is manifesting, that glorious light and that warmth that everyone feels when they take off the flesh is just that you have the warmth and the good feeling is you have transitioned from this physical body or this grave you're in, see, to a spiritual existence. That's where the real joy is, is that you are out of the flesh and you are back to your original state of existence, which is in the spirit. Now that's what you could call a leap forward, a big leap forward. Now, but don't mistake it for being heaven because you have yet to experience the instant revelation, the instantaneous revelation of Yahshua the Messiah. In other words, you are going to have to stand before the throne. See, and you are going to have to stand before the throne of Yahweh. See, and sitting on his right hand will be Yahshua the Messiah. And you are going to have to give an account for what Yahweh has shown you and what you did with it. You're going to have to show that. Dr. Kenley should say this. He said, now nobody's going to get away with anything. See, I don't, want, I don't care what you see in this physical, what you see going on around you. See, how people are misinterpreting, mistreating, uh, deluding people. You're not, no one's going to get away with anything. Now, the problem is, is we just want to be around to see them get their due. Don't worry about them. Worry about what you're doing. So our main concern is, is that we should be concerned with what we're going to be due at the instantaneous revelation of Yahshua the Messiah. And when that happens, then it's too late to apologize. So that's why it's upon us. It, it's important that we understand and realize who we are what our job is and what's necessary for us to confess to. And we have to confess that Yahshua the Messiah is your savior. And guess what else we have to do, folks? We have to let him save us. We have to stop trying to save ourselves by appearing to be this, appearing to be that, wanting to show I'm this, wanting to show I'm that, wanting to show how diligent I am about this or about that. Because regardless of what you do in this flesh, regardless of who you are, when you're manifested in these physical bodies, you need a savior. And that savior is Yahshua the Messiah. So just be thankful what we should do in our everyday daily lives. We should be thankful that Yahshua even allows us to have his name on the, in our consciousness that Yahweh even allows us to recognize the attributes of his son, Yahshua. That's what we need to be concerned about, is allowing all these problems that we have, we carry around with us. And listen, everybody's got some, including me. See, Dr. Kennedy, listen, he, it, he, before he had this vision and revelation, See, he had problems too. That's why he made the statement. He says, oh, once I had this vision of revelation, 
Henry Clifford Kennedy didn't exist anymore. That was the end of him. So we have to concentrate rather than concentrate on how, concentrate on what we're doing that we think is so righteous and the appearances we try to make out there to make people re realize and recognize that we know Yahweh as he really is and actually exists and we count, counting on Yahshua, the Messiah, to be our savior. See, trying to put that out there so everybody will be impressed with us. Don't you know and understand if you knew anything about the scriptures or anything about the history, see, of Yahweh's purpose, is that when you portray that and people recognize that, that's when they start to persecute you. I see the bell. So what we need to do is we need to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with our Savior, with Yahshua. I mean, when you're alone and by yourself, see, not when everybody's around you and you can say that's right and feel good about it. But you have to have a personal conversation with Yahshua inside. And the first thing we ought to ask Yahshua to do is, Yahshua, forgive me for my ignorance, my hard-headedness, my lack of understanding, and allow me to come into a conscious awareness of your ever presence and your power and your ability to deliver me from death, hell, and the grave, and most of all, deliver me from my own self and lack of conscious and awareness of you on 24-7 basis. And if we do that, then that will increase your chances of having salvation and the righteousness of Yahweh more than any studying or any lecturing you can give. That'll be better for you to admit and surrender yourself to Yahweh through Yahshua than anything else you can do in this physical creation. So just hang in there, folks. Times are rough, I know it. Everybody's catching it from one place or another place. And even people that are think they're doing just great. See, when we do search deep down inside, we know we all need some help. But Yahshua is the answer. And the way you come to know and understand Yahshua as he really is and actually exists is through this vision and revelation given to our Father indeed. Now that is your one and only hope of salvation and glorification. Thank you, and I appreciate the time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. We enjoyed that very much. That will bring a conclusion to tonight's lecture. We thank you all for joining us, and we thank you, Ashley, for giving us another opportunity that we might learn of him. Uh, we only have one announcement tonight, which is that Thanksgiving Day class, that is November 25th, uh, not next week, but the week after. The class on that day will be held from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So to accommodate people who are having Thanksgiving dinner and things of that nature. So we'll, we'll announce it again, but 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thanksgiving Day. All right. We hold, Normally we hold classes on Zoom on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And every other Sunday from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on off Sundays, we have um, 
in-person classes, which will be uh, 11 a.m. to, um, I'm sorry, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I was looking for this card. I don't even know what I was doing. Anyway, we thank you all for joining us, and we'll close with the doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong all glory, majesty, dominion, and power for all time, now and ever. Let us all say hallelujah. 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 I enjoy 